God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And, uh, well, we got a lot of things to cover today. Uh, it seems like uh, the Patriots are winning the race. Uh, it does seem that way. There's a lot of things happening that are just flat-out losses for the globalists, the deep state, and everything else in between. I mean, people are getting exposed left and right. I mean, the world we're living in is just so corrupt and so insane and off the hook. Um, but people are getting exposed. Things are surfacing. Um, things are being revealed that uh, normally don't get revealed. And that's the trouble with, you know, when you're... Uh, when your mainstream media is just full of lies, when the truth comes out and they become discredited, uh, you're you're left with this lack of trust, and it's permanent. It's it's etched. It's it's engraved. It's it's permanent. And uh, you know th- there's a uh, few exceptions to any of this. So. Uh, Vivek, uh, I actually think Vivek is going to be the VP. Um, that's a lot of tea leaves heading in that direction based on some some things that Trump is doing. Um, but Nikki Haley is continuing. She's not going to run in Nevada, but she's going to continue on into South Carolina. For what reason, I have no idea. Tim Scott and Lindsey Graham are going to both endorse Trump. Trump's going to win her state by 30 points at least. But the the interesting thing about Nikki Haley is, you know, the uh, left was basically saying that the strategy is to run Nikki all the way into the convention and try to pull some sort of shenanigans in the convention. And there was talk about that. But Reed Hoffman, the guy from LinkedIn, the wackadoodle, the whack job, can't take the heat. 
and is realizing, okay, well, everybody knows what happened in New Hampshire, that a whole bunch of Democrats voted for Nikki, and yet said they're not going to vote for Nikki in the fall, but they want to get Nikki the nomination. She lost, and I didn't know this, but New Hampshire's victory for Trump was the biggest in in the history of New Hampshire primaries, left or right, Democrat or Republican. And not only that, but since Bob Dole, I think, won Iowa by 12 points, nobody's ever won by double digits in Iowa like that. He won by 30 points in Iowa. So Trump is just off the hook. But then there was this uh, CBS poll, Trump versus Joe Biden, and he was only two points up. And that's the only thing Nikki is running on is somehow she'll do better against Biden than maybe so. Maybe she'll get a lot more liberal votes. A lot of people, you know, and Trump uh, just gets under the skin of liberals. But even that is changing because it doesn't matter. The truth will set you free. And right now, people are struggling out there. Inflation is outpacing salaries. And people are running out of money. The stimulus checks are no longer. And people are running out of money. And so one of the things that's happening is a lot of people who are struggling on the margins are now having to fight for their job because you got some peasant from uh, across the border that is willing to work for next to nothing because they got the subsidy check. They got debit, they're getting debit cards and cell phones and free flights across the border. And, you know, the Supreme Court voted 5-4 with Comey Barrett and Justice Roberts voting with the liberals to, to uh, allow the team Biden to uh, tear down the razor wire in Texas, Eagle Pass. But get this. So Governor Abbott decided, well, the Supreme Court ruling didn't say what you said what you can do. It didn't say what you can't do. So the Supreme Court ruling, for example, said Biden and the federal government have a right to uh, to control the border. But it doesn't preclude the state from also controlling the border. See, that's the kicker is the state has a right under article four section whatever and we're going to get into that in a little bit but they have a right to protect their border and the federal government apparently according to the supreme court has a right to protect the border so while the biden administration goes in and tries to clear out all the uh barriers so that people can just come through the border. Uh, they're doing that. And then and then Texas is going right back in after they tear it down. And they're putting it back. They're using the Texas National Guard to put it back. So it's basically you tear it down, I put it back. You tear it down, I put it back. And this, in essence, it's still protecting our border a little bit. It also exposes the Biden administration because their lie that they've been saying, a lie for, for the, since the beginning of time, is they blame the Republicans. 
And they also blame funding. And they're saying that the Republicans aren't giving them enough money to do the job right. Which everybody knows they want more money to hire more processors. They want to process people in and give them amnesty and change the voter blocks. And even that's going to backfire on them because Trump is winning with Latinos. And he's winning with blacks and minorities. There's going to be a time when someone like Charlemagne the God, uh, this guy that has this breakfast show, um, black guy, gave Vivek a horrible time when Vivek was on his program. And the guy is the guy, the same guy that Biden said to him, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. <laughs> the guy's black, right? An old corn pop was a millionaire. Um, So Joe Biden, yeah, obviously is a moron and a racist. But beyond that, even people like Charlemagne the God are going to start to wake up and realize they're living on a Democrat plantation. The Democrats are being exposed. I would be embarrassed to say I was a Biden supporter. I don't know how, if you're a UAW, you're the UAW chief, how you know you can support and endorse Joe Biden like they did yesterday. Especially when the majority of your dues-paying uh, patrons, the people that are paying, getting money taken out of their paycheck to go to the United Auto Workers Union, UAW, and to have that happen and, uh, you know, and the majority supports Trump to endorse, you know, it's again, it's taxation without representation. It's exactly what the Democrats are all about. It's exactly what globalism is all about. It's exactly what we've been complaining about is that what's being dished out at Davos or in the federal government is obviously not what the people voted for. And they're banking on the the fact that people have a short memory and they don't remember all the sins that were committed and they only just, you know, listen to the pie in the sky lies and pro- false promises and empty promises. But even that's getting a little bit ridiculous because no one can even understand what Joe Biden is saying now because he 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 has the he's not able to speak in complete sentences now that's like another problem for the democrats and even uh donald trump says he doesn't think joe biden's going to run he said that in new hampshire but let's take a listen to uh this this clip that surfaced um from anthony fauci you're like oh where did we get that one yeah it's kind of interesting because this show is about revelations today, about how we're starting to, the, the, there's, there's, there's truth is just seeping out everywhere. So you take a listen to this Fauci guy right here. Once people feel empowered and protected legally, you are going to have schools, universities, And colleges are going to say, you want to come to this college, buddy? You're going to get vaccinated. It's been proven. 
that when you make it difficult for people in their lives, they lose their ideological bull and they get vaccinated. Now, wow, that's crazy, isn't it? They lose their ideological BS and they get vaccinated. The lies that were being told about the vaccines is incredible. And now, you know, with these studies, um, you know, you got the Amish with no autism and, you know, basically a clean bill of health, no ADD. And people are coming out and talking about, well, maybe it's related to the vaccines. Also redacted, um, Clayton Morris comes out with a chart and their show. And they basically were saying something to the effect that diseases were going down before the vaccine. The bacterial diseases were going down before the uh, vaccines started to enter the market in the 50s and 60s. And the reason why was people's hygiene. You know, people were learning more about hygiene. And uh, that was really where the credit belonged. All right. So um, in Philadelphia, here's another one. Um, Philadelphia just continues to vote liberal. Uh, Philadelphia city leaders unveiled a new policy framework blueprint for a safer Philadelphia. An entire section is dedicated. Again, it's just run by all black people. Um, You know, they're the ones in charge. They're the ones in power in Philly. And yet somehow they need DEI. (laughs) You know, I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. An entire section is dedicated to to fighting institutional white racism. These are the biggest racists on the planet. And they're all black. And they're, you know, flat out racists. And yet somehow they're going to teach white people to heal. According to the plan, the crime rate will go down when there are less white teachers in Philly and every teacher, let's see what it says here, takes DEI training. Ah, okay, wow. (laughs) You know, these people are just flat out stupid is what they are. They're just flat out morons and there's nothing you can do about it. The mainstream media has been lying to you and so... Uh, is the case with climate change. Climate change is one of the biggest things that's happening in terms of of the power grab and regulations and things like that. And that's why almost every day we play something, we do something, we play some audio, we, we challenge the climate narrative. The reason why is because this is real. The CBDCs, which are going to be trashed by Trump, uh, thanks to Vivek, Uh, who basically gave Trump some talking points on that. So, um, you know, Trump's going to go after the deep state and things like that. I I hope that he defunds. We pay 22% of the UN, who's responsible for financing $1.6 billion worth of funding to put these people on planes, these people coming through the open borders from every part of the world. These terrorists... And, uh, and disease carriers and freeloaders and criminals are all coming through the border thanks to the UN's $1.6 billion, which they spend because they get the money from us. You, your tax dollars, are going into the UN pockets. And I say, you know what? What good is the UN at this point? 
they've failed their mission. So I say, I say, you know, and uh, when Trump first took office, I thought he's not getting out of NATO. But at this point, we've seen this NATO expansion and this NATO aggression causing more wars than preventing them. Okay, it used to be that it would prevent and deter Russian aggression. But Russia is not the problem now. NATO is the problem. And all the lies and deception and all the globalists want is tyranny and dominance and control. And so I would say that the biggest threat to my life and to my way, my civil liberties, is the G7 countries, the West, has become the totalitarian tyranny source in the world. And they're losing because they're losing their currency, they're losing their identity, they're losing so much, so fast, because of globalism, because of the, uh, you know, the basically the German way of thinking of hija- that hi- has hijacked the globalist movement and has used things like COVID and climate to advance uh, tracking and all the things that they talk about in Davos. So Greenpeace founder Dr. Patrick Moore, human-induced climate change is a complete fabrication. Let's take a listen to this. One of my missions is to turn on its head the idea that carbon dioxide is a pollutant and somehow dangerous, when in fact it is the most important nutrient for all life on Earth, and without it this would be a dead planet. So I say not only is carbon dioxide good, it is essential, and it's a good thing that we are putting some more carbon dioxide in the atmosphere because it was running low before we came along. If we had definitive proof that CO2 was causing serious problems and we could prove it, don't you think they would write that down on a piece of paper somewhere so people could read it? They don't have definitive proof, period, in science. I'm a, I'm a student of the philosophy and history of science, and I know that the scientific method has not been applied in such a way as to prove that carbon dioxide is causing the earth to warm. Do you think in a few years, say 50 years from now, people go, that was a really stupid period in our history when we tried to change all our energy policies to cut this gas? I am firmly of the belief that the future will show that this whole hysteria over climate change was a complete fabrication. That is such a big, powerful statement. And uh, I want to continue with this because John Clauser, 2022 Physics Nobel Prize winner, I, can't, I, I can very confidently assert there is no climate emergency. As much as it is, it may upset many people, my message is the planet is not in peril. Atmospheric CO2 and methane have negligible effect on the climate. The policies government has have been implementing are total, totally unnecessarily and should be eliminated. Total unnecessarily, unnecessary and should be eliminated. So far, we have, he's talking about them, have totally misidentified what is the dominant process in controlling the climate. And all the various models are based on incomplete and incorrect physics. The dominant process 
is the cloud sunlight reflexivity thermostat mechanism. Never heard of that before. So the cloud sunlight reflexivity thermostat mechanism. Clouds are all bright white and they reflect 90% of the sunlight back into the space into space, making them the most crucial yet most overlooked aspect of climate system, of the climate systems. Two-thirds of the Earth's or Earth are ocean. The Pacific Ocean alone is half the Earth. The average cloud cover for the Earth is 67% and 50% over land and 75% over oceans. He claims that the above conspicuous properties of clouds are the missing part of the puzzle. He says, I can very confidently assert there is no climate emergency. And so this is a leading physicist, John Clauser, Clauser, C-L-A-U-S-E-R, 2022 Physics Nobel Prize winner. Wow, that's huge. See, these are big giants in the industry talking about this stuff. And Wide Awake Media says, I think the dam is finally cracking. Award-winning journalist Alex Newman explains why the human-induced climate change narrative is finally crumbling. Three new peer-reviewed papers published in major prestigious scientific journals completely undermine the alleged scientific consensus of man-made global warming. Let's take a listen. Uh, What happened? Well, there's a series of three new peer-reviewed papers published in major prestigious scientific journals just over the last month or so. And uh, taken together, they completely undermine the alleged scientific consensus on man-made global warming. Um, One of them found that about 40% of the observed warming can be explained away using the urban heat island effect. So to try to summarize that, basically a lot of these thermometers were put out there in an open field, in a rural area. A city was built up around it, and so it gets warmer, obviously, not because there's global warming, but because there's a city around the thermometer. Uh, The rest of the warming, they found, can be easily explained using changes in uh, solar activity that NASA has been tracking meticulously for many decades. And so uh, right now, these are in the peer-reviewed literature, and instead of responding to this, you've got the climate establishment going on Twitter and saying these guys are basically poo-poo heads and clowns and deniers. Uh, So, you know, at at this point, you wonder, do they have a scientific response? Because if they did, they would probably write a peer-reviewed paper to refute the ones that just undermined their their claims. Well, how did they get them in, you know, it's hard to get a peer-reviewed paper when it comes to these topics. What was the kind of hole in the, the wall that brought this about, so to speak? Uh, you're right. It is very hard to get any peer-reviewed studies in the journals uh, because there's there's almost like a, an iron wall blocking this. And we, we got some insight into this during the ClimateGate scandal in 2009 when a bunch of emails were hacked and leaked to the public showing a bunch of uh, so-called climate scientists, in fact, some of the leading so-called climate scientists, conspiring to hide their data from other researchers, conspiring to hide the decline in global temperatures, and conspiring to silence any scientists who wouldn't go along with the narrative, keep them out of the journals, keep them out of uh, the, you know, TV, media interviews, etc. And so what happened is these papers were just really solid. 
Um, you know, these three journals that published them, they're not known for being, uh, you know, climate denier uh, publications, but the science was very sound. Uh, they did one special issue in the journal Climate, for example. They had uh, some guest editors, including Dr. Ned Nikolov, uh, who I wrote about back in 2017. They looked at this. They said, wow, you know, th this is correct as best as we can tell so the peers looked at it they accepted it and um you know th this is a really prestigious team josh we're talking about almost 40 scientists from around the world uh the lead author dr willie soon one of the world's top astrophysicists if not the top astrophysicist used to be at the harvard smithsonian you've got uh, ronan Connolly. Uh, these are very, very well-established, very prestigious, highly credentialed experts. And, um, you know, it, it's good to, to finally see some alternative viewpoints published in the peer-reviewed literature. I think the dam is finally cracking, Josh. Yeah, well, you know, what I've heard from a lot of people before was that nobody dares say it. Everybody understands it, nobody dares say it. What effect are we seeing now that some pretty credible people are stepping forward on this? Uh, that's exactly right. And and I reached out to a lot of scientists for my article in the Epic Times about this. And over and over again, I kept saying, you know, I'd love to comment, but I can't because my funding is going to be jeopardized. My grant's going to be jeopardized. You know, if I get associated with saying that these papers are important, uh, I'm going to be, um, you know, labeled and I won't be able to participate anymore in scientific debates. So there's still a, a very real sense that that's going on. But what, when you look at the, the scientists behind these papers, uh, for example, Dr. Willie Soon, uh, these are people who've now moved away from the major institutions. Uh, Dr. Willie Soon ended his, his time at Harvard-Smithsonian last year, and they're now working independently. So they have a, an organization called CERIS. That's the real issue, right? Uh, any scientist who comes out and says, hey, the U.N. is not telling the truth, the federal government is not telling the truth, their, their, their grants are going to dry up. Uh, if they're not tenured, they're going to be at risk of losing their job. But when you take a bunch of scientists who are completely independent, who don't need federal grants, who don't need to participate with the U.N., they have a lot more freedom, and I think that's what's going on here. See, that's that's so important. Um, and, uh, you know, Trump Trump is is poised and ready to put a stop to all of this stuff. Um, all right. So uh, getting back to politics, uh, there's a little bit of a, a strategy going on with regard to uh, Nikki Haley. Uh, also, I wanted to play a real quick clip of um cornyn uh who i'm not a big fan of but he gives some statistics in his uh floor speech uh on the border so we have these two clips lined up uh that i want to uh tackle so let's take a listen to this real quick first we're going to talk this you're going to hear joe biden uh basically try to trash trump and he couldn't make any words couldn't string them together. We'll teach Donald Trump a valuable lesson. Don't mess with the men in America unless you want to get the benefit. Wow. As much as it may infuriate Joy the Biden team, is the age argument actually has legs. Of course it does. Including yes. with some voters that are on his side. So all she has to do is continue to be younger than them, which <laughs> <laughs> she's going to get. And by the way, she's hitting Trump now on his... In his loopity loopity loop stuff he's saying that makes it sound like he's ain't all there. Well, let me just say I'm not going to spend too much time on Donald Trump's uh, cognitive disorders. But I, what I am going to say, and I want to see, in friendship say see what to they're Chris, doing. He tried to say that Nikki Haley did not allow the National Guard to come, but it was Nancy Pelosi. It wasn't nobody. It was Joe. It was Donald Trump. Yeah. All right, guys. All right, so check this out. So 
you know, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to turn the damage of, you know, Biden being incoherent, which Biden can't string sentences, sentences together, as you just heard. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to flip the script and make it so Trump is the one. But Trump is the sharpest dude on the planet, obviously. And he talks about policy, and he's on point and on message all the time. All right, I want you to hear this guy's analysis. This guy's name is Craig, Greg Foreman, Black Conservative Perspective. It's his channel, and uh, he is great. And uh, listen to this, though. This is kind of an interesting uh, analysis that I thought I wanted to share with you. Okay, so we got to talk about the New Hampshire primary once again, okay? Because the mainstream liberal media is saying the quiet part out loud <coughs> about why Nikki Haley is still in the race, despite the fact that she realistically does not have a real path towards victory, okay? She doesn't have a real path towards victory, but yet she's still in the race because she is aiming to stay in the race until the convention. And who knows, her donors may continue to fund her stand into the race uh, as a way to get her to the convention, while also at the same time draining the Trump campaign of resources because Trump still has to focus on campaigning against her versus campaigning in the general election against Biden. And this is what the mainstream liberal media is essentially admitting out loud. Take a look stuff in texas now i'm not saying she could actually get it yeah but if you're the donor class joy reed trump gone you tell her fuck it out for a few months i'm gonna put some more money in your bank account because if he gets convicted you do want to have a candidate with or enough delegates to go yeah. Yeah. Actually, that yeah. can be on the floor and have but a floor fight with this Donald isn't Trump. the general election is concerned for the biden campaign yeah. well i will say i mean yes they're turning to this and the thing, though, with Nikki Haley saying I'm not getting out yet means the Trump campaign cannot turn to the general election. They have got to spend however long she is going to be in this race. I'm not sure people are really confident that it will be until South Carolina, her home state, which is in several weeks from now. It's a very long stretch of period. It is a real question on what donors are going to do, but it would cause the Trump campaign to still have to keep their attention and their resources on this primary race. Yeah. So you see now. You- see, that's uh, just it. You know, they were, they're trying to either deplete. So Nikki Haley, a Democrat, I mean, by all stripes, is, you know, and all of her votes that she got in New Hampshire, 70% of them were from Democrats. And uh, and all she's staying in for, even Rona McDaniel wants her to drop out. Probably talking out of both sides of her mouth, though, because Rona's just corrupt. But, yeah, here here it is. So... It's either going to be that Trump can't focus on Biden. Um, Trump has to spend more money in South Carolina. Um, you know, it's it's not there's no it's not a win for Trump for Nikki to stay in. It's a win for Trump when Nikki bails out. And you know, here's the thing: um, Vivek just published because Vivek is is a you know a, he's an attack dog now. And um, so what's happening here is he just basically said interesting, interesting news. Reed Hoffman, one of the, the guy, the whack, whack job from LinkedIn, uh, who was funding Nikki Haley, 
uh, has decided to pause his funding after New Hampshire's loss. And I think it's because he's a wimp. I think he's a, a scoundrel, this Reed Hoffman. And I think his brand is being super tarnished. You know, I mean, he he's not used to this. He's not used to this bad press. He's a billionaire. So he's just basically uh, always benefiting from good good press because he's got the money. People kiss his ring. But now people hate him because of what he's doing. He's meddling in elections. He's no better than Mark Zuckerberg. So Vivek tweets this out. Reed Hoffman isn't pausing his money flow to Nikki because she lost New Hampshire. It's because we got too close to the target. One of the biggest left-wing funders of the, uh, of the lawsuits against Trump magically ended up becoming one of Nikki's largest super PAC donors. The best way to solve a problem is to, is to name it. And that's what we need to keep doing. And so CNBC writes, Reed Hoffman pauses Nikki Haley funding after New Hampshire law source says, wow, that's big. That's big, 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 big. So uh, another report breaking, more good news, I guess. Georgia Senate to launch a sweeping investigation and appoint a nine-member special counsel committee with subpoena powers to explore whether Fulton County DA Fannie Willis benefited from an affair with Nathan Wade, a special prosecutor hired by her office and paid $700,000 to assist in the Trump investigation, according to Breitbart. Wow. Wow. New judge, this is according to Trending Political News, where it says, Judge removed Fannie Willis from election case for political bias. Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis, who has been navigating a series of controversies, apparently has a spotty history with high-profile legal cases. Her involvement in a case concerning the 2020 election results in Georgia was previously cut short due to her removal by the judge. At the time, Willis faced criticism for hosting a fundraiser for Democratic candidate Charlie Bailey. This was then deemed problematic by Judge Robert McBurney as it cast doubt on the integrity of her investigation into Georgia State Senate Senator Burt Jones, a Republican candidate for lieutenant governor and one of those so-called fake electors linked to the 2020 election controversy. The judge's decision didn't come lightly. He acknowledged that Willis's participation in the fundraiser was harmful to the investigation credibility. And that was reported by NBC News. So we'll see where this goes. And uh, Fanny's in big trouble, though. You know, because they're going to do an audit of her department as well. So judge removed Fannie Willis from election case for political bias. Hmm. All right. More news. More more news about the crumbling deep state and the globalists. 
So according to Wide Awake Media, fantastic news, global pandemic agreement at risk of falling apart, according to the WHO, World Health Organization. Tedros, the WHO's director general, said the momentum had been slow, slowed down by entrenched positions and a torrent of fake news, lies, and conspiracy theories, end quote. He warned that if nobody was prepared to seize the initiative or give ground, the whole project risked going nowhere. So basically, this is where he wanted to, uh, the global pandemic agreement is to seize and usurp sovereignty from every nation. So the accord aimed at preventing another health catastrophe is losing momentum due to lies and conspiracy theories. That's according to the Guardian liberal rag. Something's happening all across the country, but in D.C. here, the shelves of CVS in Columbia Heights in D.C. have been empty for over a year. Street vendors a few inches away from the CVS store openly resell the stolen items at cheaper rates. CVS just announced that this location is permanently closed next month. On this same block in D.C., a five below is shutting down and Target has banned unaccompanied teens. That's how bad it's gotten. This crime wave, this crime ep- epidemic. People just, it's just an unbelievable world that we're living in right now. So um, this is another bit of news that uh, we haven't talked about yet, and that is breaking Arizona, uh, Arizona GOP chairman. The GOP chairman of Arizona, Jeff DeWitt, has just resigned after being caught on a secret recording trying to bribe Carrie Lake into not running for office. Now, when I first heard about this, I thought, hmm, sounds fishy. Maybe maybe Carrie Lake's making this up to get some attention. But when this guy resigned, I said, no, it's got to be totally legit. You know, because it did sound almost like right out of a movie, uh, when you listen to the audio about basically offering Nick, uh, offering Carrie Lake a bunch of money to basically not run for the Senate. So, you know, <clears throat> that's more exposure of the deep state basically panicking over Trump. The same people are saying that they want Trump to run because he's the easiest to beat are the same people that are actually voting for Nikki to try to prevent Trump from winning and they keep losing and they keep failing. So, you know, it's, which one is it? Obviously they're saying they want to run against Trump because they know they can't stop Trump, but they really don't want to run against Trump because they know they'll lose to Trump if everything's fair and square. So they cheat and they lie and they steal so more news, you know, about the um, <clears throat> globalists, Germany, Netherlands, Poland, France, Romania, Scotland, and now Italy. Farmers across Europe are rising against governments. Uh, they have had enough of being undermined and hit with net zero restrictions. Farmers feed us, support them. So, you know, the point is, is that 
where are these politicians getting the power and the and, and the kahunas to to even do what they're doing against the farmers? Nobody is supporting this. Nobody's voting for uh, the attack on the farmers. The globalists are doing that. The Bill Gates of the world are doing that. These are unelected people with lots of money. So Fulton County doesn't seem happy with Fannie Willis going after Trump. I'm disgusted, this guy says, at the DA's apparent love affair with the special prosecutor and gross mismanagement of taxpayer dollars to pursue a frivolous lawsuit based off of partisan politics. A black guy, public comment, stands before the committee, city council, to, to voice his concerns and complaint. Wide Awake Media writes this, Forget about Russia. If you've somehow been living under a rock since 2020, your own government has openly declared war on you and your family already. They tried to murder you with the lethal mRNA injections, which they assured you repeatedly were safe and effective. Even though no long-term safety data even existed to back up that outright lie. They tried to destroy your freedom, first with lockdowns, vaccine passports, and vaccine mask mandates, and now with CBDCs, digital IDs, and net zero tyranny in an in all its various forms. They tried to impoverish you, first by forcing small businesses to close, shutting down the economy and printing untold quantities of fiat currency, which led to massive inflation, and now with net zero tyranny in all its various forms. They waged outright psychological warfare on you, first to justify COVID tyranny and the and the rollout of the lethal mRNA injections, and now to justify net zero tyranny in all its various forms. And now they expect you to lay down your life and the lives of your sons and daughters as a result of their incessant warmongering. Did I miss anything? Oh, and they sold out to totalitarian globalist bodies like the UN, the WEF and WHO run by psychopathic unelected technocrats without your input or consent. How could I have forgotten that? He says, (laughs) yeah, it's true. That's well written. And I'm glad I got to share it with you. So uh, getting back to the border, the United States shall guarantee to every state in this union, a Republican form of government and shall protect each of them against invasion and on application of the legislature or the executive when the legislature cannot be convened against domestic violence, Article 4, Section 4, U.S. Constitution. After the federal government has, has been removing razor wire on border, the Texas National Guard is adding it back. So, Charlie Kirk writes this. He says, um, We all owe a debt of gratitude to Governor Greg Abbott and the state of Texas for finally saying enough is enough and holding the line against a lawless president and a treasonous federal government. But Texas shouldn't be have uh, to do it alone. 
all red state governors should rally behind Texas and defend. And they are. Oklahoma and a lot of red states are, are doing just that. So kudos to them. All right. So that's good. Here, here's something kind of interesting. Um, let's take a listen to this. After UAW union boss and Joe Biden lackey Sean Fain admits that the vast majority of his rank and file membership will vote Trump. Let's take a listen. Strong for Ronald Reagan in both elections. Uh, George Bush Sr. benefited uh, from the union vote. Uh, many of your own members now, Sean, are, are very big Trump supporters. I don't know the breakdown. You know that part better than I. But that a, a good many of them are at Trump rallies and are MAGA enthusiasts. How do you feel about that? Look, every, it's what makes this country, you know, a beacon for other countries. You know, it's, it's democracy in action. Um, look, let me be clear about this. A great majority of our members will not vote for President Biden. Uh, yes, yeah, some will. You got that right. Uh, but that's the reality of this. Uh, the majority of our members are going to vote their paychecks. They're going to vote for an economy that works for them, and they're going to vote for a president. When you look at these two presidents, the choice is very clear about which one stands up with the working class and stands up for labor and which one stands for the billionaire class, and that's his base. We still watch very close. So, I mean, that's a, like a glowing endorsement for Trump. I don't know the last part if he was, thought he was talking about Joe Biden, but he's really talking about Trump, who stands up for the middle class. You know, uh, there was a report where basically the uh, top 1% is truly benefiting under the Biden regime. All right. So, um, yeah, let's see if I even have that. Uh, yeah, right here. If you ask the top 1%, okay, so to that point, UAW, 74% financially better today, top 1%. We're talking about the top 1%. 84% approve of Joe Biden, top 1%. Trust government to do the right thing, 70%. Of the top 1%. Teachers should have more power. The top 1%, 67% say that. Too much freedom in USA. 55% of the top 1% say there's too much freedom in the USA. Let's take a listen. We'll find 74% say they are better off today than they were in the past. Nearly 6 in 10 say there is too much freedom in America. In 1% land, two-thirds believe that teachers and their union should decide what children are taught, rather than leaving that to the parents. 70% trust the government to do the right thing. And quite possibly the most stunning, striking, and nauseating, 84% give Joe Biden a pat on the back. For a job well done. Hardworking Americans could not disagree more. Now more than ever, it's us versus them with our nation's first primary just days away. So that's uh, that that was an interesting uh, report. All right. So uh, related to the border, which is immigration is like the number one issue. I'm going to play a clip of this uh, Cornyn, uh, Texas Senator uh, Cornyn. Uh, the stats he's rambling off here are pretty crazy. President Biden took office. Customs and Border Protection has encountered 6.7 million 
6.7 million migrants at the southern border. Just to give you an idea of how that compares to the Obama administration and uh, President Trump's administration, this is more than those two administrations combined. And that was for a period of 12 years where President Biden has been in office for three years. And more com- than combined. Even th- think about that statistic. It's just insane. So uh, President Trump asked Vivek to speak, and this is what Vivek had to say the night of the primary. What we saw tonight is America first defeating America last. That's what we saw tonight. If you want America last, you can go to Joe Biden. You got another candidate still apparently in the Republican primary. Cut your Social Security to fork over more money to Ukraine so some kleptocrat can buy a bigger house. Go to Nikki Haley. But you know who delivered a double-digit victory tonight? It is a double-digit victory as of right now. Is this man, Donald J. Trump, the leader of America first? And that means something. Now... USA and Donald Trump, America first. Now, I got, I got 30 seconds left. I want to make this point here, okay? We got, to say this, we got to say this right. What we see right now with her continuing in this race is the ugly underbelly of American politics, where the mega donors are trying to do one thing when we the people say another. And it's up to us to we the people to at long last say, hell no, we the people create a government that is accountable to us. And we the people have said tonight we want again, as we did in Iowa, Donald J. Trump. And so you want to actually speak truth. That's the truth tonight. And the only thing they're rooting for is an ugly thing that we don't want to see happen. That's what these people are rooting for is playing to say long enough so the Reed Hoffmans and the ugly Democratic George Soros Juniors who are funding the lawsuits against Trump can prop up their puppet. We say no to that vision. I say the general election begins tonight and this man will win it in a landslide. God bless you, Donald J. Trump. Vote Trump USA. Very nice. Wasn't that nice? <laughs> yeah, that was good. He, he had another clip, too, that I wanted to share with you. I don't have it um, right handy, but uh, uh, he he's amazing. Uh, Vivek is a great orator. Um, so Trump's plan to dismantle the deep state. Um, let's take a listen to this. All right. My plan to dismantle the deep state and reclaim our democracy from Washington corruption once and for all, and corruption it is. First, I will immediately reissue my 2020 executive order restoring the president's authority to remove rogue bureaucrats, and I will wield that power very aggressively. Second, we will clean out all of the corrupt actors in our national security and intelligence apparatus, and there are plenty of them. The departments and agencies that have been weaponized will be completely overhauled, so that faceless bureaucrats will never again be able to target and persecute conservatives, Christians, or the left's political enemies, which they're doing now at a level that nobody can believe even possible. Third, we will totally reform FISA courts, which are so corrupt that the judges seemingly do not care when they are lied to in warrant applications. So many judges have seen so many applications that they know were wrong, 
or at least they must have known. They do nothing about it. They're lied to. Fourth, to expose the hoaxes and abuses of power that have been tearing our country apart. We will establish a Truth and Reconciliation Commission to declassify and publish all documents on deep state spying, censorship, and corruption. And there are plenty of them. Fifth, we will launch a major crackdown on government leakers who collude with the fake news to deliberately weave false narratives and to subvert our government and our democracy. When possible, we will press criminal charges. Sixth, we will make every Inspector General's office independent and physically separated from the departments they oversee so they do not become the protectors of the deep state. Seventh, I will ask Congress to establish an independent auditing system to continually monitor our intelligence agencies to ensure they are not spying on our citizens or running disinformation campaigns against the American people, or that they are not spying on someone's campaign like they spied on my campaign. Eighth, we will continue the effort launched by the Trump administration to move parts of the sprawling federal bureaucracy to new locations outside the Washington swamp. Just as I moved the Bureau of Land Management to Colorado, as many as 100,000 government positions could be moved out, and I mean immediately, of Washington to places filled with patriots who love America, and they really do love America. Ninth, I will work to ban federal bureaucrats from taking jobs at the companies they deal with and that they regulate. So they deal with these companies and they regulate these companies and then they want to take jobs from these companies. Doesn't work that way. Such a public display cannot go on and it's taking place all the time like with Big Pharma. Finally, I will push a constitutional amendment to impose term limits on members of Congress this is how I will shatter the deep state and restore government that is controlled by the people and for the people. Thank you very much. Wow, that's uh, brilliant, right? He's talking about policy and substance, and uh, he's the only, uh, only one in the race that's doing that. Everybody else is just spinning their wheels. Well, listen, uh, thank you all for listening to the Scott Adams Show. Uh, be sure to check out magapack.org. Find out how we're advancing America First policies to make America great again. Also, make a donation if you can, because it helps keep the Scott Adams Show commercial free. And I want to thank everybody who's been donating to the Pack and to Scott Adams Show. Also, uh, use Red State as your promo code over at mypillow.com. And with that, We'll see you all next time on the radio. Bye bye, buddy. Grab a shovel, dig a hole a little deeper. Just to bury my kids right up to there.